Hello, and thank you for joining the Anointed Lips of Clay. I'm your host, Marilyn Jones. I'd like to give a shout out like I do every week to those that leave messages that look forward to the podcast every week. Thank you and may God bless you richly and supply all your needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We're going to start the podcast off with prayer. The opening prayer today is, Father, this is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. None of me, but all of you. Father, I ask that you anoint these lips of clay. Father God, be glorified in what is said today. Father, I thank you that you give us wisdom and you give us understanding and knowledge of your word. When we don't know what to do, your wisdom gives us direction on what to do in our lives. And we give you glory for it in Jesus name. Amen. We're going to continue with uh, promise and purpose. And this is uh, a continuation of part two. I just want to mention, um, I made a mistake last week when I said Joshua 1 and 9, how Joshua knew and called, uh, God called Joshua from his mother's womb. I do uh, make a correction. That was Jeremiah 1 and 9. It was Jeremiah 1 and 9, not Joshua. So um, please forgive me for uh, that mistake. I wanted to clear, clear that up. But I read a passage on um, Facebook last week, and it was posted by Morgan Freeman, and it said, self-control is a strength. Don't allow your mood to shift based on the insignificant action of someone else. Don't allow your, your emotions to overpower your intelligence. And I thought that was powerful. Um, so today we're going to uh, go over some confessions and we're going to continue on. But let's do the confessions first. And if you can repeat after me, this first confession is uh, Timothy 1 and 7. And it says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we have to remember God may give us an assignment and it's something that is the furthest thing from our mind. It's something that is always going to cause us to stretch. It's always going to enlarge our territory. So that's number one. It's always going to be bigger than what our mindset is. So don't allow the fear to uh, get in to your heart and say, you know, I can't do it. Just begin to step out. And if God tell you to do it, or he gives you the direction to do it, then just start walking towards it. Okay. And the next thing, uh, next confession we're going to make is that said, I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I am a doer of the word of God. I am joyful in those things, which I do. I take the shield of faith and I quench every fiery dart of the evil one. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Sickness has no place in my life. In Jesus name, I am submitted to God and the devil flees from me because I resist him. A lot of times God will give us a promise And in that promise, it may, we might question, is this a fantasy or a promise? And a lot of times the difference is the promise is always going to be 
based around God getting the glory. It's not going to be all about you. It's going to be about God getting the glory through you. Uh, the fantasy, we know that's just self. That's just, it's going to be all about me. So when you get a promise, the first thing you want to do is you want to pray. You want to pray it through and say, God, give me the directions on what to do. And you may run into someone that may say something that becomes a confirmation. Always know this, the wisdom of God comes with peace. So when something comes and it's like, okay, you got to do it. You got to do it now, now, now. Time is running out. Um, you got to uh, sign here uh, because it's not going to happen. Then that's when you don't sign. Then that's when you back up because God does not operate like that. He comes in a still, smooth voice. And you'll know it's God because it also comes with peace. It's not a rush, rush, rush. So when you pray and you ask God for directions, just be patient. Know that it's going to come to pass, but we have to be patient. And that's one of the hardest things that we could do. And even for me, I was like, oh, God. But once we know that we planted that seed, it's going to bring a harvest. So we just have to believe it and know that God is going to bring it to pass for us in our lives. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So continue to trust God in all that we do. And I was I was reading also um, about the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit. See, all of these things, once we start believing God and once we start walking in the direction that he has us to go in, we need to have these things in our life that um, shows God, you know, we're ready. We're, we're on our way. We're not there, and but we're making progress. And one of the fruits of the spirit, um, you can look these up in um, Galatians, Galatians. Um, fruits of the spirit is love, is joy, self-control, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness. I'm sorry, that was Galatians 5. And you know, if we blow it, you know, we just go to God and say, God, forgive us. We blew it. Um, help me to overcome whatever it is I need to overcome and just get back up and continue on in the race. The only God is looking on the man looks on the outside. God looks on the heart and he knows our heart. And when you blow it, don't cover it up. Don't try to justify that, you know, it's because of this person it's because of that person. Just say, Father, God, forgive me. I, I, I blew it. Help me to uh, take responsibility for my own actions and move forward in God. And so those are some of the things that that we need to keep in our spirit. We need to keep in our mind that God will continue to to help us to grow in the area that we need to grow in. If we just continue to um, just trust in him. Um, there was a, a passage that I was reading about investments some things in investments and I came across something that I thought I might share with you and it said skin in the game 
and this is an investment term. And I'm like, skin in the game, what does that mean? And w- when I read, it meant that, say, a CEO of a company um, brings an idea to, say, uh, his boss or the company that he's interested in being a part of. So skin in the game is when you can invest your own money in your idea. So when you do that, the company decides, okay, well, if they're going to be able to or be willing to put their money out there um, for this idea, then let's go ahead and get behind them. So that's that's skin in the game. That's what that means. And the reason I brought that up is because when we trust God and when we believe God for something, we need to have skin in the game. And that means we need to start walking towards what he told us to do. When God put it on my heart for this podcast, trust and believe. This was the furthest thing from my mind. I had no idea. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any technical skills. I didn't have any editing skills. I'm getting better, as you could tell. I'm still working on my editing. But I don't want to edit out everything for the simple fact that I don't want to sound like it's a robot and it's so rehearsed. So that's that's what I don't want it to sound like. But then again, I'm going to go back to skin in the game. You just have to get involved. If God say, okay, do this, start working towards it. It may be on a small scale, a small budget, but guess what? Just continue on, okay? And you will see the, the outcome. You will see the results. And uh, let's see. This is a continuation of our previous conversation. Uh, The recording stops. I I stopped. I do apologize. However, um, we were talking about when God does give you a promise that you have to just believe and pray it through. Remember something when you're praying. It's not the length of time you spend in prayer. It's not the position. You don't always have to be on your knees. You could be riding in your car. You can be in the restroom. You could be in the shower. It doesn't matter. Again, man looks on the outside, but God looks on the intent of the heart. So it's your heart that God looks at. That's why he considered David, we spoke about before, a man after his own heart. Because one thing about David, David wrote 78 books of Psalms, of the book of Psalms. And one thing about David, David, uh, he had a heart for God. And when he blew it, he just said, God, forgive me, I blew it. So that's what we have to do. But then again, during this time that you're seeking your purpose, that you're seeking Uh, directions and and the promises of God spend some time in prayer whether it's five minutes whether it's six minutes whether it's three minutes as long as your heart is pure and then you always say God forgive me for anything any sin in my life anything that will cause my prayers to be hindered God forgive me and God will begin to um, open up doors for you on your behalf and you'll begin to to see those doors and see those things manifest in your life again we talked about complaining don't complain that's the worst thing that you can ever do that's the first thing that will abort your blessings if you start complaining you know what take the time to look around take the time to say you know what with that virus you may know someone or have uh, 
family friend or someone that had experienced your family and friend that maybe had gone on to be with the Lord. May God rest their, their soul. But think about it. You're still here. You are still here. I had coronavirus. I went through a terrible ordeal, but I just looked back and I said, thank God that I'm still here. And we have to count our blessings. A lot of times we just look at the things that we don't have. We don't have this and we don't have that. But think about the things that we do have. You know, this person's not in my life. That person's not in my life. But who is in your life? The enemy wants you to keep focusing on what you don't have and forget about what you do have. You have a new day. You have a, a day to be thankful. You have a day to say, okay, God, this is a new day. I have all my activities of my limbs. There's people that can't even get around, you know, so be thankful. Don't complain. You know, you gas prices, don't complain. Thank God you have a car, you know, a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in. Maybe you're not sleeping in a bed. Maybe you're sleeping on a couch. Thank God that I have a couch to sleep on. Thank God that I have covers. Just basically what I'm trying to say is be thankful for everything that you have. As you be, begin to be thankful, God, will you begin to see doors open, promises come in the past. Your purpose will uh, start illuminating your mind and you will start to see the Lord move and orchestrate in your life and be patient once again because this is not something that happens overnight but your words will bring it to pass and sometimes you don't always have to be with a crowd or in the crowd because a lot of things are birthed in privacy and once, sometimes God has you uh, isolated. And I say he has you isolated to elevate. And you don't always have to be a part of the, the who's who. But, you know, you be led by God and decide and let God lead you on which direction you should go in. There's a lot of different religions out there. There's a lot of different beliefs. Believe this, believe that. Um, our ancestors do this and this, that, and that. I'm not knocking nothing that nobody's believing and, and that's on you. But my thing is this, when I was sick, I know who healed me. When I was without food, I know who took care of me. When I didn't have any resources, jobs, I know who supplied my need. I know who I called on to look after me. And so uh, you rock with whoever you want to rock with. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, and the Bible speaks of you train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from what you have planted in them. God has given you that child as a gift. That's a gift from God. So therefore you offer that gift back to God by teaching that God, the word of God, pe teaching that child, the word of God, showing that God, that child, teach that child how to pray, teach that child how to trust God. I remember back in the day, I'm going to just share a slight testimony. 
I was believing for a car. Well, I had a truck, but it was like, eh, it was old, and I, and I kept getting the impound by the police department because I was rolling dirty, didn't have no license, and they just kept impounding and impounding the car, and I'd pay $1,500 to get it out, uh, and it was just a mess. So I said, you know what, I'm going to believe for a car. And I said, and I told my kids at the time, I said, come on, we all going to be riding, so we all need to get together and believe for this vehicle. And I said, and we're all fasting, so ain't nobody eating. We're going to uh, pray, and we're going to pray in this circle, and we're going to believe God for a car. And I remember that day, oh, so well, we got in the circle, we held hands, and we began to pray. And everybody took turns around that uh, around the circle and prayed and believed God. And I said, okay, now it's time to eat. But I, we was fast, and everybody went on a fast in the house for five hours. So um, I think that next, that following Saturday, I still didn't have a driver's license, right? But I said, I'm going to get me a car. I went and got me a nice cherry red Toyota Camry with no license. And I think I gave him $200. (laughs) So, you know, it was just a small testimony. But God has been so faithful to me. And he's done so many, so many great things. Um, I remember just sharing some testimonies. I remember a time where I was off from work. I had no income no income. I didn't know how I was paying my rent, but I had faith. And I said, God, I know you didn't bring me this far to just leave me. I know that there is a purpose for me. I know that you have a plan for me. I know it, God. And I was trusting and believing God. Well, how I got my rent paid, um, the property owner, the property management company, company that I live with, um, I I was calling to tell them, you know, give me a little time. And they said, oh, no, you already paid your rent. And I said, I did. They said, yeah, you overpaid. Um, They told me the month that I had overpaid. And I know that was a miracle of God because I know I wasn't overpaying my rent. It's due on the first. You're going to get it on the first. That's my mindset at that time. So that's just a small testimony of God's faithfulness and his goodness. We have come too far to turn back now. Why would you turn back? What are you turning back to? What are you turning back for? God has brought us from a mighty, mighty, mighty long way. Another testimony I'm going to share. I was diagnosed with cervical cancer when my daughter was, when I was pregnant with my daughter and, uh, the doctors told me they said you have cancer and it spread it through your body they said um it's either your daughter will survive your baby will survive or you'll survive but you're both are not gonna survive and I said I went outside and I cried out to God I said God I know I know this is not my destiny. I know this is not my purpose. I know this is not the plan that you have for me. But if it is, God, it's not going to be a decision whether it's me or her because I don't want to leave my child in the hands of nobody or I don't want to um, abort my child. So I said, we'll go together. If it's if it's meant to be, we'll, we'll just go together. And um, <laughs> I'm, that was my daughter's getting ready to be 33 years old that was 33 years ago and I'm still here God is faithful and his goodness his mercy endures for 
forever. Grace, grace, mercy, mercy endures forever. So again, just stay strong, continue to um, stay in the word and know every day is not going to be, oh, today I'm vibing. Hey, it's not going to be that every day. There are going to be some days where we talked about before, uh, I'm not feeling it. But guess what? You have to be on those days, the bad days or the good days. We have to be okay with them both and know that God um, is in control. And so as long as God is in control, then guess what? That's all that matters. He loves us. He loves us unconditional. And we just have to learn to be patient. And when I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself because I know God has some great things in store. He has some great things in store for you. You're believing for a job and you're expecting a job. Well, elevate your mind and stretch for something that you don't think you can do. Look for a job that you don't think you qualify for and watch God because it's not faith when when it's something that we know we can do and we apply for a job and it's the same thing that we've been doing for the last 10 years. That's not faith. Elevate your thinking. And I pray that God gives everyone on this podcast that listens to this podcast favor, favor, that you walk in his favor, that you walk in his covering. And I thank God for the millenniums that listen to my podcast. I love you guys with the love of the Lord. And there's so much out there, so many things pulling you this way, pulling you that way, pulling you this way. But you stand strong and you stand in the presence of the Lord and just know that God has your back. And for Christ, I live and for Christ, I die. I've come too far to turn back now. And greater is he that is in each and every one of us than he that is in the world. And know that God will cover you. Just continue to pray and speak his word. And I love you with the love of the Lord. And there is nothing that you can do about it. So greater is he, remember, that is in you than he that is in the world. And that means whatever's in the world <laughs> you're greater than than what it is selah and that means pause and think god bless you and take care until next time oh happy resurrection next sunday